0: Hi everyone, coming on just on time today, uh, some tech issues, but welcome everyone to Chit Chat. Uh, Welcome into Lake Davy. welcome, welcome. We'll get started in just a moment. I just, uh, usually I sign on like a minute early, welcome PB Chat, but something was up with the Wi-Fi. So I had to maneuver some things around. Welcome, PB Chat, and many blue skies. Hari Bal, Hari Krishna, Hari Hari. Jai Jagannath is here. Wonderful. Welcome, Geneva. Okay. okay. Here comes Jai. Hey, Jai. Howdy. Hari Bal. What's up? Not much. I've had an eventful day of moving a lot of things uh, physically, just picking up lots of boxes and stuff. So I'm kind of (laughs) tired.
1: Well, I but um. um, Oh, sorry. You go. There's a lag. So there's a little. How are you? Yeah, just another day of moving the gross and subtle body from one location of the house to another location in the house. <laughs> Demoralized, depressed, and trying to maintain on um, the basic side in the <laughs> uh, So uh,
0: last chit chat, I didn't have a, a, ta- a moment to like re listen to it, but there were so many topics. Like there were so many different branches from that last chit chat yesterday, that we could, we could go in so many different directions right now, and and I don't know which direction to go. But I will maybe I don't know if you have an idea, but um, we received I received like a message today from from someone uh, who listens to chit chat, and thank you all by the way for all your wonderful messages and encouragement because um, you know we are doing this uh, for for all of you in some way for ourselves as well. <laughs> we are also a lot of from seeing each other physically in since February which is insane Uh, no March early March um so it's sangha for us but also sangha with all of you so it's really really wonderful and um what was I gonna say oh yeah we got a message about someone wanting to kind of dive into the topic of leadership and we were we were talking about this like we were getting into this uh, somewhat yesterday, like there were so many different topics, but specifically, they were asking like how how do we know when someone is a good leader? How can we kind of like look at those qualities, and what? And yeah, I thought I thought that might be an interesting kind of way to go because it's such a huge topic, leadership. That I don't know, it might be nice to talk about. What do you think, Jay?
1: Sure. Um, <laughs> I have to charge my phone. um yeah I would in order for me to speak more authoritatively I would have to do a little research (laughs) on the subject matter um in some ways I I do feel like like a natural leader in some ways Mm -hmm. and uh, um just because that's I've been told that Mm -hmm. from you know my authorities and from common people but um natural leaders (laughs) don't really know the temp like what does it really mean because if you're doing it spontaneously or naturally you may not be so much aware of the principles um by which you can also improve and become like a a leader sort of proper i would want to look into that but uh, i guess we can explore you know i I, might the first thing that comes to my mind when i hear what does it mean to be a good leader the first thing that comes to my mind is one has to be a good follower Mm-hmm. you have to see who, who understand if they're or not I think in the modern world because there's this uh, we talked a lot about this yesterday about apotheosis and the tendency to esteem people into the position of essentially God um, and that also happens yes. for individuals they kind of prop themselves up and at least during mm-hmm. Prabhupada's time this used to be one of his major criticisms of that were or the gurus that were emerging uh, and coming mm. to the west and like kind of giving guidance to people i'm not going to name any names just in case someone might be into those individuals but
0: he, there were
1: there were several groups who would come and say that you don't need guru you only follow the guru within this was like a common tactic and that's a very seductive message um and so Prabhupada would always kind of shoot back well if you don't need teacher why why have you come to teach Mm. If you don't need a guru, then why is he coming to give knowledge to you? You know, mm. even telling you that you don't need a guru, why is he teaching that? Mm. So, um, at least for tradition, Param man genuine knowledge is passed down from the previous generation to the next. Mm. And so one thing that you I would look for, and someone who's a prospective leader or someone that I am looking to lead me is who, who are they following? In my own personal life, I remember I've shared about this. I've shared little on this because it was somewhat of a traumatic experience in my life. But in 2008 through 10, there was a leader that emerged in our Chicago community who was very charismatic. He was also very learned as far as I can understand in scripture. Mm-hmm. So at least to some degree and um and so he just was like very authoritative. The people in the community, including myself, we were really into this individual, and anyway, the sort of way he was speaking to us it would it be it became self evident to us that he was kind of like the pure devotee mm-hmm. whom we should be following and um uh, and we were happy to follow him because he seemed outstanding in terms of his knowledge, even in terms of his embodiment. He was very strict in his uh, spiritual practices. And so we were kind of happy to accept him as the pure devotee that needed to be followed for our own elevation. Mm. After, um, after some time, I kind of noticed a discrepancy between his emphasis of us following him as the pure devotee and his own dedication to his own guru. So I wrote him a letter, this individual letter, once I'm questioning that. I said, you know, you always emphasize to us the importance of following, um, you know, kind of you as the pure devotee and, and so on. But I noticed that you seem to contradict your own guru publicly or in front of us, your followers. Um, you seem to resist certain instructions that he gives to you. So, how can you demand that of us Mm. if you are not yourself exemplifying that? Mm. And he immediately severed the relationship with me. You know, basically, I was just like a problematic student. And that was a traumatic experience. And so I remember, I remember, um, (laughs) this is a long story, but I remember one of the first things I did after he severed the relationship. Okay, little backstory when we were under his tutelage, we were only allowed to read like six books. Yes. Um, first Canto Bhagavatam. We weren't allowed to read the other cantos, just the first Canto Bhagavatam. Bhagavad Gita, Isha mm. Upanishad, Nectar of Devotion, Nectar of Instruction, and Lamrita. Those were the only books that we were allowed to read. So before I came under his tutelage, I had like this whole library in my room because I had like mm. a little room in the, in the temple. And it was like a mass—I wouldn't say massive—but it was a pretty big library of books I had collected over the years and was, was studying. But after I came on his tutelage, I literally took all those books off my shelf. I gave them to the temple library, and I only had these six books in my room. And after I wrote this letter to him, he immediately severed the relationship. I remember the very first thing that I did was went back to the temple library with a huge, uh, you know, like one of those grocery carts that for old people. <laughs> I literally had one of those and I like took all my books out of the temple library and brought them back to my room and I was like okay I'm gonna have to like do rigorous study to really understand what our philosophy is saying because people are out here using the whole idea of dedication to the guru or to relationship to literally exploit our ignorance maybe Mm. not intentionally but inadvertently because I think it's a kind of human frailty issue that when you're esteemed in a particular position, when you're put on a pedestal, mm. you, there's a tendency to embrace that. It's just, yeah, sure. There's a technical term for this also by Sri Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur called Taranga Rangini.
0: Mm. And
1: anyway, not getting too technical for you guys, but these, um, the first stage of bhakti is called scriptural faith. The second stage was called association with sadhus, particularly the guru, for instruction. The third stage of faith is called the practice of bhakti, bhajan kriya. Mm-hmm. So this bhajan kriya is said to have two stages, anishita bhajan kriya and nishita bhajan kriya. Anishita means not steady yep. due to impurities in the heart. And then nishita bhajan kriya means completely solid, having overcome many of the contaminations of narcissism in the heart. So this... Not fixed bhakti, anishita bhajan kriya, is said to have six, you can call them red flags. Like this is how you know that you're having, of course, I don't know if you really need all the technical information. You could just look at your life and understand that my bhakti is anishita bhajan. But um Vaishnav, he kind of breaks it down. He says these are six indicators that the bhajan is not steady. And the last of the six, which is the most interesting one, is called taranga rangini. Mm-hmm. And taranga rangini means riding the waves of bhakti. Mm. So that means by the practice of bhakti, you basically become attractive to jivas Mm -hmm. um, because bhakti is itself inherently attractive. Bhakti is attractive to Krishna. And it's also attractive for the other jivas who have seen someone embodying more and more bhakti. So Mm -hmm. as you start your bhakti practices and your bhakti knowledge is growing, you become attractive to entities. I've noticed that even with myself. I'm not like a huge profoundly deep bhakti but i noticed even with my own growing bhakti entities get attracted they want to hear what you have to say they yeah. really put you on a pedestal they'll give you money you get acolytes you know all all of the things and so there's a tendency to ride that wave this is what shiva should not cause it riding the waves of bhakti um mm-hmm. and as that happens in bhakti and it's a general human frailty that when you're placed on the pedestal you embrace it we talked about this yesterday as a sort of weird codependency between influencers and their followers yeah. the the followers enable a bad person not a bad person but a person who's not of ideal character to really be lost in his delusion mm-hmm. and and vice versa so um yeah i remember that was the first thing i did i was like i need to find out what's our philosophy really say because Humans are out here being humans (laughs) and cheating each other. (laughs) And that includes, you know, neophyte devotees. So anyway, that was a long winded way of saying that the first thing I guess I would look for now, uh, a person who is claiming to be a leader of others, Mm -hmm. is who, who are they following? Mm. I think that's some further points, but i 'm going to stop there because i 've already rambled a, lo- a lot that's kind of yeah that 's the first thing that comes to my mind and mm. uh, my own lived experiences inform me though that that 's important for me on a, a personal level mm. like who do you who do you follow
0: mm. it 's such an important point who do you follow? What are they like? Who are your influences? How did you get here to this point in life like All of it is super important, and we've we've brought this verse up many times in Chit Chat before. Um, Well I'll start with this, I'll start with the fact that yes, when I look to a leader, I want to know who are they following, what's their relationship with their teachers, uh, what's their relationship with their gurus, something that has really stood out to me in people that I have followed in life that i have decided to follow in life are their humility and how they don't speak ill of others ever and that is something that i cannot say that i do well uh, i try to i try to you know but sometimes you know, sometimes, um but that's something that like it's it's such a hard quality to nourish to to reach through purification that when you really see it genuinely practiced by someone it's like Whoa, like okay, to the point where I've been instructed, I remember I was having issues with people with other devotees as as we do, and um you know, and i I remember i i really and it wasn't like an it wasn't like a he said she said kind of issue, it wasn't kind of like a kindergarten issue, it was like a very intense you know heart wrenching kind of thing that I was going through um, with a relationship, a, fr- a f- friendship, not romantic, like a friendship relationship. And so I remember specifically before I was speaking to my teacher, to my Guru Maharaj, I was kind of like t- talking to another one of my mentors being like, um, you know, this is what's happening in my life and I have, to, I have to speak to him about it because like this is a really intense issue and it's, it's hurting me spiritually and whatever. And I was going and I was saying to this mentor of mine specifically like, yeah, you know, this is how I think I'm going to talk to him about it. And the the mentor was like, you better be careful as to how you present it. Because if you present it in a way where it seems critical, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well for you. And that (laughs) was just so like mind blowing, you know, it's like, wow, this is someone that I've, you know, looked up to in my life i've chosen to to follow that they are my teacher and so it really says something when not only are they living by example but just for me to approach them i have to really like check myself you know i have to i can't just go there and be like hey you know i got i got this problem etc um shama saying also i really like the point that some of our closest peers friends around us are also leading us yes just by following the instruction of their spiritual master and they might not consciousness, they might not consciously address this. Yes, very good point Shyam, thank you. Um, and then the point that I was going to make about, you know, this thing that you said Jai Jagannath about like, you have some sort of natural leadership qualities. I also have some sort of natural leadership qualities, but I haven't really like, I don't know if I've em- embraced it or not, like it, it, was, it was very much like thrusted upon me because I have natural leadership qualities. And, you know, sometimes I'll take it and run with it. And sometimes I'll be like, I want to be alone, you know, Uh, I think I have that like extrovert introvert thing where like, really, I'm an introvert, but people are just like, you're a leader, go for it. And I'm like, I just want to be alone with my book, (laughs) you know, Um, but it's very interesting because something to when there's a leadership either being thrust upon you or when you want to be a leader. Or if someone's telling you, hey, you're a leader, like go manage this team or you're a leader, you know, like, write this thing or you should be out there because a lot of the times people see it in you, you know, you might not yourself, people see it in you, they want to follow you like this. Right. And I always, I always, for myself, you know, I always think back to our philosophy, which, is, you know, we've talked about this, maybe like three or four chit chats ago, Remember about control, about controlling the senses. And so the verse that I was going to mention was that first verse of the, of the Upadesha Samrita, the Nectar of Instruction, which we've brought up various times in Chit Chat. Sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger, and the urges of the tongue, belly, and genitals <laughs> is qualified to make disciples all over the world. And you know, I remember we spent an entire chit chat talking about genital control, <laughs> and how that should not go on a shirt. <laughs> I mean, we
1: laugh about but, it, but that—that's real talk. But it's,
0: but it's real talk. And like you know, okay, even before the genital control, even before the genital control, who can tolerate the urge to speak? Yeah, the mind's actions of anger. It's like, you know, that's, you know, it. That verse for me is such a, and then tongue, belly, and genitals, it's such a, like, reality check for me, you know? Like, when personally, when I catch myself, because, okay, when that energy of, like, followers or, like, whatever, or, like, people are into you, you know, people are, like, you know, kind of uh, wanting to follow you, wanting to, like, this, and it's, it's very difficult to not feel, to not let that feed into your ego yes very difficult for it to not let you for it to not feed into your ego and you have to really be like i often go back to either this verse or there are many other verses or just like how's my spiritual life doing how how's my sense control been today how's this been today and when basically when i realize that i am not you know whoever i think that this persona that has been created for me of like Instagram or social media or like whatever, when I w- realize whether it be through reading sacred text or, you know, talking to someone, oh, I'm not I'm not there, you know, so who am I kidding? You know, whenever people always reach out to me, I always I'll tell them what I think and then I'll be like, you should reach out to this God brother of mine who, mm. you know, I know for a fact that they are um On it they're on it and they're more stable in their, you know, in their budget and Korea essentially. And I always, that's how, that's what I always do. I'm just like, oh, you're coming to me, go to this person.
1: One, one thing that, sorry. No, no, go for um, it. I also just remembered that I have my sound bath class today. <laughs> I literally just remembered it. <laughs> Wait,
0: how, sound bath, cause we're supposed to get on a call after that.
1: I know. So my class from 6.30, I can do it from 6.30, 7.15. Okay. That's why I said I had to be seven fifteen. But um, okay. so I'm paying attention. But I just remember I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm supposed to send out an email. But one thing I'm hearing from you, hearing you speak, is that and Empower probably used this example: if you want to buy gold, you have to know something about gold. Mm-hmm. So similarly, when it comes to leadership, you have to know something about leadership. Um, so there's this whole, you know. There's this whole element of being educated about what are the qualities of outstanding individuals. Because persons who are outstanding, then they'll be fit to be leaders. Mm-hmm. So there that that brings us back to yeah, you there has to be a period of kind of learning. Mm-hmm. And because how do, like in the modern world, the first if you were to ask the common person what's the first thing you should look for in a leader they're not going to say sense control that's not that's not going to even occur to them like why that would be an important factor so there's kind of like this period of needing to be educated that is required and what does it mean to be educated that's you know this word has been coming up so much in the modern conversations on social what does it mean to be educated? And I really, I'm about to actually ask this question to my social media. What does it mean to be educated? Because people are talking about you need to be educated about this thing and about that thing. And I know that according to Bhagavad Gita, education is chapter 13, verse 8 through 12. Humility, mm-hmm. pricelessness, ahimsa, um, tolerance, simplicity, surrender to the acharya. There's these Christian mentions 20 qualities of the educated. And he says, aside from this, everything else you should know to be ignorance. Mm-hmm. So there's a need to be educated in the sense that Christian is speaking. Of. And that may be a verse that we could look into a little bit more carefully. There's a sense of needing to be educated in the Christians, the sense Christian is speaking of. And then you have to see if the person that I'm going to follow is educated. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore there was always a period, particularly in terms of the guru-disciple relationship, there was always a period of um, examination. Usually it was about a one-year period where the guru can examine the student
0: and the student
1: Uh can examine the teacher. And he's learning from the teacher during that period also, but he's examining him. Okay, the teacher is teaching me about the educated, and now I got to see if he's educated. And it's not like, because the education is not just knowing a particular skill, which is easy enough, but the education is all these qualities, humility and tolerance and sense control, I think comes up in the list and, and so on. So when you live with someone for a year, you're going, you're going to get a, plenty of opportunities to see how educated they are. And, um, and so, yeah, that becomes like a really important factor in selecting a leader for, you know, someone to follow. And, of course, yourself becoming a leader, there has to be – yeah, you got to get educated.
0: Mm. Um, I want to talk about – you have to go in, like, five
1: minutes, right? Like, now, because (laughs) I'm supposed to get there five minutes early to prepare, and I haven't even sent the mail yet. I'm sitting there trying to, like, plug in.
0: Okay, because I have this – Bhagavatam, maybe we can start tomorrow. And the purport from Prabhupada is like 6, seven, fourteen. 14. Yes. And the, the purport specifically from Prabhupada is like about leadership, especially like we've been talking so much about politics. I want to maybe touch on that tomorrow. But yes, we'll we'll be here tomorrow, everyone, at 6. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday, right? Tomorrow yes. we'll...
1: I will be here. I'm so sorry that I totally forgot about this. And so I'm, no. I'm here like trying to like multitask and... Hey guys. <laughs> no worries no worries sorry everyone for the short chit chat today but on
0: Wednesday Jaya has sound bath so you should join the sound bath if you need some if you need some healing um but anyway they, we'll continue this conversation I think it's a good topic leadership and I have some verses yes. that I definitely want to talk uh so thank you Induleka Devi thank you uh, for, uh Radha Priti, I'm not sure which one came on for, through Baba Wellness and Shyam and Induleka Devi and PB Chat, Mani Blue Skies. Thank you all for being here every single night. PM, We will be here tomorrow. And, uh, oh, and now it's on SoundCloud. Oh. Go check it out. Okay, Yay. bye everyone.
1: Thank y'all. <laughs> bye, Hari.